Hey friends, it's Joe. And Felicia. And Felicia's mega tired tonight. It's almost midnight. Tired. And this is our 50th podcast. Ooh, that's gonna break somebody's eardrums. We should have warned them. Ooh, high five. High five. High five. Well, welcome to a family frenzy unfiltered podcast where we welcome you into the frenzy of our lives as we learn how to raise our three kids and relocate to Japan. We're currently at our table, super tired, but we worked out and we ate clean. And we cleaned the house. We did clean the house. And all day, I gave myself permission to work on a retro pie, which is basically where you take a little mini computer called a Raspberry Pi, and you download a whole bunch of your favorite retro games to it. So I got some N64 games and basically my entire PlayStation 1 Nice. Back all these years later. That's so awesome. I'm so excited. So before we had kids, Joe and I collected retro games. Well, really, we kept the old systems that we grew up with, really, yep. and just maintained them. And um, we had them all on like a nice glass shelf, and we'd plug them in and plug them out, and we'd just play games. Like we recreationally, that's how we like to spend our time. We really do enjoy retro video games. But when we first started our journey on um, really like going to Japan and um, wanting to serve the people over there, we used our retro gaming systems to help fund some of the trip. And so we sold almost all all of them, didn't we? We had my sister's Xbox, we had an N64, PlayStation 2. It was the slim. We had an Atari. Yeah, we still have to get rid of part we, of it. And we have another one now. We got another one. But, um, but yeah, it was... And a bunch of games and movies, and we had to... We sold it yeah, all. We dumped crazy money into that, because we'd always hit, like, thrift shops, and, like, oh, my God, there's another treasure, and then we'd reacquire treasures. Because <laughs> we won... The only purchase I've ever made on eBay was Conker's Bad Fur Day. Man, my whole life. Such a good game. Such a good game. For those of you who don't know, because you know, you might be either young and uncultured or too old to have played the game. I don't know what that bracket that And it be. was it was kind of a niche too. It was a niche. So so a little bit of backstory. But it's a rare it was a rare game. Yeah, it literally was by Rare was the development company. Rareware. Rareware. <laughs> sounds so stupid who came up with that but no it, but it but the i mean the amount of copies released was also rare. was also rare so it was actually a harder game to find is <laughs> yes. what i mean by <laughs> that well the reason conquer is bad for you it's special for a lot of reasons it's kind of a cult classic with an n64 um N64 limited how many mature games they had on the consoles. So, like, Nintendo kept... Which is quotas, also why it was rare. Which is also why it was rare. You're such a nerd. Like, uh, GoldenEye was one of the mature games that allowed really? blood. Yeah. Like, because there oh. was a lot... Of, like, the early 90s when N64 came out was when, like, people started thinking, like, video games are going to cause all of our children to yeah. kill everybody. Yeah. So, like, Nintendo, like, really wanted it to be a family console. Mm-hmm. It's still like that. With the exception of Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, which used a lot of tropes from World War II. So you had, like, G.I. Joe American squirrels against Nazi teddy bears. Oh, and they they were French 
squirrels also. There was also French squirrels for the D-Day level that were immigrating. Yes. While they were being gunned down at Normandy. Yes. There's a lot of like really... If you could see facial expressions right now, we are concerned about how we're speaking. (laughs) There's like one level where like in order to cause damage to people, you peed on them in the urinal. Yep. But like there was the game where I went over to my friend's house and he had it and I played it and I was in like sixth grade. Mm -hmm. I played that way younger than you. So we we got it. I played it when I was like 12. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe you, you were underparented in certain seasons of your life, whereas my parents just didn't know all the times that I was right. underparented in other friends' homes. But, like, Conker's Bad Fur Day had the best weapons loadout in any multiplayer The game multiplayer ever. is phenomenal. I would say it's unbeatable. Oh, yeah. Like, even I agree, the, actually. Like, all this 100%. crap on Fortnite and, like... Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Like, you got a chainsaw. You got a katana. The throwing knives were one hit KO yep. if you do- dropped it right on the face. The bazooka. If you sniped somebody from the tower, half their cranium would yeah. just explode out so of their fun. head. <laughs> it, was, it was so fun. Or, or, if, it was, or if it was a teddy bear. Oh, it's like the green, the green stuffing. Slime and the stuffing would crawl. And if you were able to get into your opponent's face and steal their nuke and bring it to the middle section, you could like nuke the entire map and if people didn't get you a gas mask them. i thought well it was like radioactive green though but you're right it was gas because yeah. you had to get a gas mask so it's modeled after world war there's even a chainsaw I you, chainsaw? you mentioned that did already. i mention a chainsaw yeah, you did was that so one of your good. favorites and we had a katana yeah so we sold the n64 we we bought that game for 80 bucks it's a favorite of both of ours in case you couldn't tell and we really liked it and and a couple years ago for my birthday felicia got me the raspberry pi because five or more five years ago and you know we had kids and got busy and as we've gotten into twitch i've wanted to stream retro games forever and i had like this weird four week gap between grad school and between my day job and today like the universe aligned and it was a Sabbath, and I figured out how to download all these ROMs and put it on a game. Like, I played a little bit of Crash Bandicoot today. Yeah, so did Kai. So did Kai, yeah. He got to experience, like, the polygons, like, seeing shapes on characters. But, but he enjoyed I, it a lot. I came I came in from the, from the apartment, and he was like, Mom, guess what Daddy did? And he's like kind of hiding the controller, but pushing buttons. And I'm like looking on the screen. He's like, "Oh, what did he do, Kai?" And he's like, "I'm playing Crash Bandicoot," because <laughs> he really enjoys the new Crash Bandicoot yeah, Insane the, the Trilogy. Remake, like, the remastered. Yeah, and the remastered versions, but we don't currently have it because we shipped our PS4 to Japan. To Japan. So this this console we set up, this Retro Pie, is going to be our temporary gaming i mean it's our, our well mini, we have the switch playstation yeah but like but this, this has like everything happens. on it yeah um so for those of you who don't know the, the legality of downloading roms for a retro pie is complicated and i'm still navigating it you have to have like you technically have to physically own the game in order to download the rom to play the game it's very odd hmm. it's a slippery slope so i don't know i don't know if i'm legitimate on the books, oh, but apologies world so anyway if anybody from any of those game developers like rareware here's this um i just want you to know we love 
the video games you made decades ago and they've heavily informed and in, uh, molded my character as a human. So thank you for blessing me. And I'm they excited have? to instill, <laughs> instill those values on my children. Maybe not Conkers. He's a little young for Conkers, bad for a day. Oh, yeah. He won't. Yeah, he no. won't be playing that. No. But we will be playing some retro funness. That would be so cool. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's a good day. We did our meal prep yesterday. Oh. We had a terrible night. We did. Baby Emiko's having a rough ride. Yeah, she's going through. So she just turned five months today, actually. I think she's teething. I don't know. She's sticking her hands in her mouth a Yeah, lot, I saw her biting is... at her hands a little bit, so she might be popping the tooth. Teething or developmental she... leap. I mean, she is, like, super she's close to, to crawl. crawling. Like, really, really yeah. close. And so I think all of that is working... It's just wild to me. Like, I feel like Akari was cutting teeth a couple weeks ago, and she's like Akari two was and a late. half years old. Akari was really late to cut teeth. Oh, really? She didn't cut teeth until she was over a year old. Is that why she's hard to understand still? No. <laughs> Completely unrelated. What? You can't understand her or something? No, a lot of times I can't. She's, her it's voice is so cute. It it's cute. high-pitched. <laughs> she's squeaky. I got old ears. She's a squeaky girl. Yeah, we had a good day. We're excited to get back into some kind of rhythm. We're dancing between time zones with my job. Yep. So, like, our whole routine is developing. We're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, like, on most days, I, now I drive Kai to preschool in the morning. I go into the office because it's right next to his preschool for a couple hours and pick him up, drive back, have a gap for lunch, do a couple more hours of meetings. And then, like, late-night discussions with Japan and where we fit fitness around, that's complicated. Where me and Felicia have downtime together is complicated. So hopefully the Retro Pie will provide us the opportunity to press play for 40 minutes and just have fun each night. Yeah. And just reset. Reset, de-stress. Yeah, it's really important. You know, we try to make all of these excuses as to why we don't take care of ourselves. It's really important to take care of yourself. Yeah. I think we're done <laughs> with excuses in yeah, those spaces. Like, like, we're getting to zero tolerance of not working out and not eating right. Well, I'm not even saying that. Like, give yourself permission to relax. Yeah. Give yourself permission to do stuff that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I mean, this is going to sound really hippie-ish, but, like, you only have... Hippies are great. You only have one life. You should enjoy some of it. You know, don't grind so hard that you look back on the rest of your life and you're like, what did I do for those mm -hmm. five, ten years? Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, we're in the middle of like probably one of the hardest seasons of our life that we'll ever face, to be honest. I really think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's just, that's excluding our international move. Mm -hmm. We have three kids under five. That's a hard season of life to be in. Yeah. It's a hard season of life to be in, to be in and then say... And I'm going to start taking care of myself. And I'm going to allow myself to rest. Yeah. Or do something that I enjoy. And our bodies are changing at 30. It's harder yeah. to recover. And we're finding our way. Yeah. Did you know that there's actually, like, a psychological study out there that says people in their 30s are the most unhappy group of people? Yeah. I want to be happy. So it's kind of like a bell curve, yeah. right? Like. In your 20s, you're, like, riding high or whatever, like, and then it dips in your 30s, and then 
it kind of stays low in 30s to 40s and then as soon as you kind of get closer to retirement it goes back up like people in their 60s and 70s are actually pretty happy mm-hmm. because they're they're starting to think about retirement and generally. maybe they're all generally maybe they're already in retirement and maybe their kids are having grandchildren and so they can enjoy that and they're not too old to where they're like oh my gosh like majority the best part of my life is over and now all i have to look forward to is death not to get super like weird but like but that's occur and then it goes back down again once you start going to like your 80s and lower because then you're starting to realize that you're at the end of your life yeah it kind of actually sounds like a mustache curve like a y equals x to the fifth power where you got the two is that the technical term for it as a youth like (laughs) school sucks and then as you get in and through college you're like i have autonomy and life's great and then but you're not even thinking about before school like what about kai and akari oh, an infant i feel like kai and akari are like way high yeah, like, maybe like, it's an like ah, i love seven. life and then as you hit like i feel like you you experience your first real low like soul crushing happens in fourth grade when you're pre like pre-teen yep. to teens and then it kind of goes down and then because you're all crazy and whatnot. And then as you hit your 20s, you go back up again and then you go down again and then you go up again. Maybe it flatlines a little bit for 20 years. <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the beginning of the flatline portion right now. So any of the nerds in our community that would like to model this mathematically and send it to me, that'd be great. There's a show. There's a show on Netflix called humankind or something like that something to that effect 100 humans that's oh, what it's yeah. called you, you you saw some of it and it shows you they group them in into mm-hmm. these age brackets and they do all these cool little studies um about like performance and mm-hmm. or and whatever and it's really really interesting i think it's really interesting and that's where i got that information from oh. about the happiness scale yeah I, my boss told me that Anyone who makes over $60,000 becomes more and more unhappy. Apparently there's data that shows like as soon as you like as soon as you hit 60k everything gets sad. Apparently, I don't know why, maybe because there's like more expectations attached with that money or more troubles with life and more difficulty, but like prior to that, like you're able to live off of what you make and it's not like that. I feel like he might be a little misguided. Yeah, I didn't I didn't <laughs> I was like because, I mean, as soon as we started to approach and pass that region, I was like, oh, maybe we'll have a little bit of margin. Financial. Right. <laughs> I was like, I feel like this would make me happier. But money doesn't buy happiness. No. But it's nice to have some it security. Helps. Money some helps financial, yeah. with happiness. Yeah. I don't think it can buy happiness, and I don't think it's sustainable happiness, but I think it can help you be happy. Yeah. Marshmallows make some people happy. They do. I think... Marshmallows would make me just as happy as money sometimes. <laughs> would you like a dollar or would you like a marshmallow? What kind of day is it? I don't know. Is it chocolate covered marshmallow on a <laughs> stick? Those are good. Or is it toasted? Oh my gosh. I'd take a toasted marshmallow over a dollar. <laughs> I think I would. <laughs> well, with that, friends, it's 
Okay, bye, bye, bye. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>